to the Spiritually Armored Podcast. I am Todd Morrison, and this is the bonus content of the show. This is an audio-only version of the show. For this episode, we would like to briefly talk about hope as we find in the Bible. If you have your Bible, please open to the book of Romans. We'll start in chapter 8, in verse 18. And it reads... For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Christians eagerly await the return of Jesus, looking forward to the redemption of our bodies while we suffer in this world we look forward to the glory which shall be revealed in us so what is hope? hope as defined by one Bible commentary is an expectation of how circumstances will turn out in the future. Hope is a positive outlook and not a negative one. Living with a negative outlook toward the future is fear, not hope. Hope also includes a steadfast trust in God. For we trust in the wisdom and the power of God as did Daniel, even though he was facing difficult dangerous times. Turn, if you would, to Daniel chapter 2, and let's start reading in verse 20. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His, and He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. The Christian eagerly awaits the return of Jesus, knowing that everything will be made better. Our bodies that become sick, grow old, and eventually die will be changed to be incorruptible and immortal as we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 57 
We look forward with confident expectation or hope for the day when Jesus will destroy death itself. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 26. Because Jesus has risen from the dead, we have hope in him that we too one day will rise. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 20 through 24. We were saved in this hope. But we must wait with endurance. Christians eagerly look forward to Jesus' return, to the redemption of our bodies. We have this confident expectation for this to happen, but we don't know or we don't yet see it with our own eyes. If we could see it now, we would no longer need hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? We hope for what we do not see. Faith is not accurately described as a blind leap in the dark, even though we do walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. We walk trusting in the promises and word of God. Psalms 119 verse 105 which includes things we cannot currently see. And so, trusting in the God who cannot lie, Titus 1 verse 2, to keep his promises we eagerly wait with endurance or perseverance. We run the Christian race with endurance, having our eyes set on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, reads, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is our perfect example of endurance. He endured the cross, even though it was considered shameful. Even though he suffered tremendously, he endured it because he looked forward to what was after the cross. Now, Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading there in verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 4. Beginning in 13, it says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. 
Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You see, in these verses in 1 Thessalonians 4, we see hope in Christ. Let's study together three important points from this passage. The Christians in the city of Thessalonica were apparently disturbed about several uncertainties which they entertained concerning their loved ones who had died in the Lord. Hence, Paul gave them brief instructions regarding this matter and concluded by suggesting, suggesting Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Words, especially those of the Holy Scriptures, do have the power to comfort. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4 it says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Let us call your attention to three of the several important points which the Apostle made within the context of our reading, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. First, the inspired writer referred to departed Christians as one who had fallen asleep. Underline the word asleep, and in your margin write, see Daniel. 12 verse 2 John 11 verse 11 also verse 43 and 44 in the Bible the word sleep is only used of the condition of the body in death the soul does not sleep the sleeping metaphor is probably employed of the body in death for two reasons one just as the soul does not cease to exist while we are literally sleeping, neither does it cease to exist when the physical body dies. 2. As the sleep of the body is temporary, so shall the death of a human body be temporary. The body will be raised from the dead, as we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Even the wicked will experience a resurrection, as depicted in John chapter 5 verses 28 and 29 and Acts chapter 24 verse 15 the second of the three important points we would like to discuss is Paul admonishes that we should not sorrow even as the rest who have no hope he does not say that it is wrong to mourn when we've lost a dear loved one Elsewhere, the apostle implied that if his beloved friend, Epaphroditus, had died, he would have experienced sorrow upon sorrow, as listed in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 27. The point made here is this. We do not sorrow even as those who have... Let me say that again. We do not have sorrow even as those who are without hope. Mark the expression even as. 
It translates a Greek word which denotes degree or extent. You might want to mark that in your marginal notation. From this context, we may also necessarily infer that hope is the possession of Christians. It does not belong to the rest, for example, those who remain identified with the world. Concerning those who die outside of Christ, note the phrase in Christ in verses 14 and 16 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That would be those who are outside his spiritual body, the church, as there is in Colossians 1 verse 18 and verse 24. Those who are outside his spiritual body or the church, those who are not in Christ, there is no hope. But those who have died in Christ are happy. In Revelation 14 verse 13, we see that those who died in the Lord were said to be blessed, meaning happy. Also, they are at rest. Those who have died in Christ will accompany Christ when he returns to effect the resurrection and to claim living saints as we saw in 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 14, 16, and 17. Those who have died in Christ will enjoy a blissful reunion with their loved ones who have died in the service of God. And there are several places we can read about that in the Bible. Genesis chapter 25, verse 8. 2 Samuel, verse 12. Uh, sorry. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. And Matthew chapter 8, verse 11. Those who've died in Christ shall ever be with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17. But we must add this point as well. Those in Christ are they who, through faith, have been immersed for the forgiveness of their sins, hence have entered into him. Acts 2.38 and Galatians 3 verses 26 and 27. The third and last point of this text in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is the basis of our confidence and comfort is the fact that Jesus died and rose again in verse 14. If Christ was not raised, then our faith and preaching are in vain. If such is the case, our hope has been only in this life and we are therefore most pitiable. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 13 through 19. Some of you who hear this are suffering. Some of you who hear this will endure suffering, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. Romans chapter 6, beginning in verse 3, says, The gospel reminds us of hope in Christ and how we were saved in this hope. When you obeyed the gospel of Christ and arose from that watery grave of baptism, you were set free from sin by the blood of Jesus. But not only that, you were giving hope by the life of Christ. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him, 
knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Romans chapter 6, verses 8 and 9. Our outlook on the future ought to be optimistic, regardless of what's happening in the world around us. We have hope for what will happen when Jesus returns to take us home. Where does your hope lie? We pray you will consider these words and strive to remember who gave us hope and then seek Jesus in all that you do. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, please feel free to email us at bespirituallyarmored at gmail.com. That is bespirituallyarmored at gmail.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.